Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, geese, gamers, furries, and ninja robots. This is Horseplay Live. Today is Saturday, January 13th. This is Saturday. Yep. Ver- not the usual day. But then again, what is these days? And this is episode 212 of Horseplay Live. We're tentatively calling this one Chuck E. Cheese and Single Topping Double Hash. It's another quickie. This one's actually going to be a quickie because I kind of just did it incognito before we get off our tangents, you know, and get the rest of the crew on here. I'm just going to get a quick one out for. For the, this is the second episode of the new year. Oof, I'm still under the weather. Uh, hopefully, we'll kick this flu a couple more days and get back in, uh, in, a, in a groove with everything. But, um, but yeah. yeah sore, sore throat and uh, coughing and all that fun stuff. Yay. So, anywho, very quick episode. I just wanted to get a quick rant out. Um... We have, uh, January is filled with birthdays, and, uh, yesterday, and today, back-to-back birthdays, and we went to Chuck E. Cheese yesterday, so instead of taking the day off, I just went, took, like, a little two-hour break in the middle of a work day to go to a birthday party. One good thing, uh, one of the good things about my job is that I got that flexibility, because I've, Lord knows I put in the time otherwise. I had to do some work today, and gonna be probably working tomorrow. No rest for the weary. And of course, you know, my favorite is the constant flow of avoidable issues. That's the nature of IT, you know. Self-inflicted wounds, but people people do stupid things, but then they expect the IT people to clean clean their butts and clean up their messes. Like my favorite, you know, like uh, my favorite. One of my favorites is people spill coffee at their at their keyboard. Oh, now I need a keyboard. Well, look for one. Or go buy one yourself. That, that, that's not a good use of IT resources. It's a simple thing you can plug and play yourself, you know. Or or they drop their laptop and then they wonder why the, the computer won't work anymore, and they they're told constantly, "Don't save your your data on the local hard drive. Save it on the network drive that's actually backed up. Your computer is not backed up." And then when the hard drive crashes or the computer is bricked you know, or they lose the data, they're like, "Oh, can you magically make it come out of thin air? I really need this stuff." No, but my absolute favorite is uh. Is the uh the, the handful of users that that constantly lock themselves out because just they magically forget their passwords. So it's it's like you can set your clock to it at least once a week. These same people need their passwords reset. Oh, oh lord! So much time wasted on stupidity. What can you do? Anywho, uh, so we we did the Chuck E. Cheese thing. I gotta say, uh, they got some cool shit there. 
these days. Uh, though a lot of the games is very different kind of arcade experience than what I had growing up. Um, nowadays, all, all, I would say half of the games are mobile games put on a bigger screen. It's, it's, it's crazy. Fruit Ninja, Temple Run. Uh, what else did I see over there? I forget now. But you know, all these mobile games put on the big screen. And, and it, and it, and it, it converts well, right? It converts well. I'll give it that. Then I, then of course there's the, the old games that they just have there because maybe they were expensive at the time and they just try to make sure they make the money back on it. And there's this really old game they have. It's a, it's a Kentucky Derby type of game. I think it's called actually Kentucky Derby. But this is like an older version, like Sega Saturn graphics, super polygonal, jaggies, you know. Everything looks janky as hell. And uh and you, you get to ride a horse, though. But the graphics itself, when you look at the screen, it's, it's just very 1993-ish. You know, 95 at best. Uh, but, you know, it's fun. Yeah, but they had a lot of cool stuff there. Uh Some, like, modern-day classics, like Afterburner... Climax, which is a great game. Uh, Jurassic World, you know, gun games. A lot of gun games. Um, Super Monkey Ball, fantastic game. Uh, that Super Monkey Ball they have is like the Ticket Dash, whatever they call it. They try to collect as many tickets as you can. That shit is hard. Level 1 is like challenging. The level 2 gets crazier. It's like, Jesus. Are they targeting this as, at kids or what? And then the thing that I find weird is, uh, you know, there's grown folks that go there without any kids just to play games. It's like, I guess that's a thing. I, I, I always, I could have sworn it, it was one of those things where you couldn't go there without a kid. Or if you were going to a, a kid's party and you were like uh, out of the list. It's kind of weird having random adults walking around in a kid's place. Uh, it's not like it's a Dave and Buster. That's a whole different kind of thing. Of course, our nearest Dave and Buster, I think, is in Atlanta. I heard there's one uh, over the bridge, South Carolina, which is much closer I have to double check that. Let me, let me look it up now. Dave and Buster's. They say there's one in North Augusta. I don't think there is. In Augusta, Georgia. No, there isn't. Uh, the same Augusta. Uh, let's see about the People are speculating that one's coming. I know there's a Dave and Buster in Columbia, South Carolina, but that's, might as well just go to Atlanta. That's the same distance, really. Uh, now the closest thing we have, a. We have, uh... Oh, Level Up has video games. Pup Pup Fun Center, that's pretty cool. Adventure Crossing is pretty cool, too. Uh... I guess that'd be the closest thing we have, Adventure Crossing. There's apparently more, uh... Arcades that I realize, or things that are comparable. And of course, the bowling alleys that happen to have, uh... Some video... Video games. A lot of disc golf. Mini golf type of stuff. Anywho... But Chuck E. Cheese, like I say, is pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's something I do that often. But, but uh, they've changed it a lot in the past couple of years. Uh, so ours still has the band, the animatronics band, which is creepy and insane at the same time. And they play those strange Chuck E. Cheese versions of songs. Then, of course, they play kid-friendly pop songs. A lot of a lot of Taylor Swift. A lot of Taylor Swift. Um, super expensive, though. Two shitty little pizzas are like 30 bucks. So, uh, I don't know. I think your best bet is to go there on, like, I think, Wednesday nights where they have unlimited playtime. And just eat somewhere else. Uh, that's what I would say. Or, or do the buffet. Buffet might be better than 
just buying the pizzas outright. Anywho, other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Waffle House. They uh, they're still good, still a good good you know pretty pretty relative relatively cheap eats for a larger party, right? On uh, 24 hours, is always convenient. But I don't get why a double serving you get double hash browns, and you know you ask them to be smothered, covered, scattered, capped. Whatever chopped, whatever you put on there, you know, and they only put enough toppings for one portion. You have to really ask if you if you double the hash, shouldn't it just be assuming you're gonna double the toppings too? Why would you just want half of it to be fully covered? And are you gonna mix it up? Mixing up hash browns is kind of tough. You gotta really chop it up, move it over everything all over the place. It, the, the ratio gets thrown off. Does make sense? Another thing too is like they they put sliced cheese on there. Sometimes you get a good cook that actually will mix it up and it's mixing their good with the hash brown. And other times it's just a slice of cheese, just regular American cheese, just melted on there, barely, barely melted, and just sitting there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like they get lazier and lazier everywhere you go. No, that's not just a Waffle House problem. That's a, that's just a, the world we live in. Whew, I've been watching a lot of anime, mainly uh, Dragon Ball Super. And I feel like, I almost feel like going all the way back to the beginning and watching some Dragon Ball all over again. And hell, I might even go watch GT just for the hell of it. And some of the big fights in uh, Dragon Ball Z, or Kai, which is more condensed. Yep, that's that's my thought. That is my thought. <sighs> well, I'm beat, folks. Like I said, this is going to be a short episode. Got a good uh, 11 minutes of my rants. And hopefully we get back on a normal schedule. I'm still debating, and it's been an ongoing debate, I know, whether we'll stick with Fridays or if we'll try to do this, the Thursday thing. During the week, I'm just so beat. You know, and then having to w- wake up the next day for work, it's it's rough. I'm, but I'm leaning right now towards doing Friday around, uh, Friday's around 10, I'm thinking. But the other thing is, you know, on weekends it gets crazy because, we, you know, we get the little ones over and babysitting and all that, and uh, it gets a little chaotic. Right now, it's a little bit of peace and quiet, but uh, it's hard to focus and get anything done at the time, you know? Adult adult problems, right? Adulting stuff. You kids don't know how easy you have it. S- s- carefree, super easy, you know? Your biggest problem is uh, figuring out how to get more achievements on your gaming system of choice. Ooh. Oh, yeah. How to perfect your 360 no-scope spin style snipe or whatever they call it i don't know anyway i'm beat and i'm rambling appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, hopefully next week we'll get another uh full-length episode again this is a quickie this has been horse play live i'm yogizilla catch me yogizilla everywhere particularly on twitter and xbox live these days and if you want to leave us a voicemail or text 646-801-2149 or email us mail at geekyantics.net um and that's all i got see you next week peace Welcome, geese, gamers, furries, and ninja robots. This is Horseplay Live. Today is Monday, January 22nd. This is episode 213 of Horseplay, tentatively titled Super Fast Shutdown and Dragon Ball Z, actually, Dragon Ball GT Revisited. That's what we're going to be talking about today. <clears throat> it's a quickie. And uh, yes, we are not on the normal schedule. We uh, missed the recording last week, so you're going to get double, uh, double helping this week. I actually meant to do this episode uh, offline, but I guess I'm streaming. So here we are. I mean, I might as well set the title. 
post-production. Oh, man. I'm your host, Zilla, by the way. Your bald bear lizard host. And, uh, we're gonna make this a quick one so we get back caught up and, uh, and resume normal schedule. War Child's here. Don't worry, brother. I'm only doing a 5-10 minute episode because uh, we missed last week. <laughs> last week, it got away from me. So, <clears throat> do want to apologize for that. Uh, it's been a particularly hectic time. Uh, I worked Saturday and Sunday pretty much all day. So, I didn't get a weekend. So, running on fumes here. I'm hoping I could uh, get Friday off. You're in Japan for real? Dude, that's awesome. Japan is like one of those places. Japan is my Disney World. Everybody, you know, most for an average person going to Disney World at least one once in their life is a big deal. For me, that'd be Japan. I, I might get over the fact that I don't like traveling that much, just <clears throat> just because I love Japanese culture. So that's pretty cool, dude. Hope, I hope to see uh, lots of photos. You should write a you should write a a, a photo journal. And uh, we'll repost it on the Gigantor, or give us an exclusive of experience over there. See, I know it's an expensive trip, but what a unique culture. And, you know, I think we're all secretly otakus, or maybe not so secretly. Um, you know, I meant last, I meant uh, with the first episode of the year to talk about the Doctor Who Christmas special, so I might as well just jump in. Uh, and by the way, we do do the show live at twitch.tv forward slash geeky antics. Usually on Thursdays, but lately it's been on Fridays. But I'm gonna push really hard to get back on the Thursday schedule. I'm just gonna probably do it a little earlier. Cause we we have it scheduled for 11 p.m. But I think 10 will be the sweet spot for us. Um, you know, cause Fridays and Saturdays have just been crazy. And I don't I don't see it getting normal. I you know we usually have the grandkids over, and then uh, I'm babysitting. Now we have a new puppy. Nah, as if we didn't have enough animals. And I love animals, but jeez. Now there's never any rest for us. <laughs> and if it's not the cats waking me up, it's dogs, you know. It, it's like, no, no, you slept enough. Um, sweet, yeah. So, uh, War, War Child Mark IV, MKIV. That's War Child MKIV on uh, Twitch. He's going to be doing a podcast, so make sure you check that out, War, Warbound Radio. I also want to plug, I haven't plugged a lot of our, our fellows, uh, as of late, um, other shows on the network, B Team Podcast, uh, Ghost Hunter, uh, not the Ghost Hunter, oh my god, the Ghost and Demon show, ah, god, I'm, I'm butchering their name, Sean's show, you, you'll, you'll see it, they have a special show, I'm, I'm totally brain farting right now, Ghost Man and Demon Hunter, yeah, that's what it is, um, they need to change their name, make it something more catchy, but, uh, great show, high production value, they have a lot of good guests, uh, one of which last year was, was it last year? Guys, I have no concept of time. It was Dan Eckward. Uh, Gaming Death Podcast. They're also on Twitch. Um, uh, who else? Who else? B-Team Podcast, one of my favorites. You know, I, I've been kind of falling behind on my podcast. Um, I have been doing Time and Tea Time lately. Shame on me. <clears throat> That's, that, that has to be a two-man show. Because um, I want to talk about Doctor Who and... Other random stuff that doesn't really fit into our format here. Zombie cast, of course. Um, those are the main ones I would say. Oh, an R9 cast. Uh, oh, yeah, 42 level 1. Jesus. But yeah, I used to listen to po- podcasts every day religiously. Uh, and it's just, I've been like getting up. I might watch an episode of an anime because it's quicker. Um, and then go to work. And yep. And then I come home and have dinner and probably go to bed. <laughs> Nah, there's not, 
it's been that bad the past couple of weeks, but it's always it's not always that bad. But uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna start. I've been listening to a lot of talk radio lately. Uh, well, yeah, not safe for wrestling, SFW. Um, that's been going on in, at random times now. Uh, that's been kind of on hiatus as well. Anyway, uh, so I think I might what I might do now when I'm driving around is, to, is catch up on my podcast, at least the uh, the BT podcast. Oh, I, I gotta give a shout out to Pop Belly Gamers. They've been killing it on uh, All Games Radio Network. Which we're also part of. Um, that's over at allgames.com. And of course, our mothership site is geekyantics.net. Uh, make sure you check out geekyantics.net for his Discord. You can join us on a free chat server. Download the, make sure you download the Discord app if you don't have it yet. It's an awesome place to be. You can be in multiple servers at once and you get the text chat, you get the voice chats. It's awesome. Um, much love to Obi1X2, who's now a Twitch affiliate. And Beard and Hat, who's now uh, got a new... He renamed his channel again. It's Taylor7. So that's a lot easier to remember. So make sure you check them out. They're both uh, now Twitch affiliates. Um, and this is and it's a Twitch affiliate program, something I was re- recommending a long time. Because um, partnership, the, 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 the way they accept the people is very random and unfair a lot of the times. And a lot of times people really, really need that partnership, that full, the burden of being basically owned by another brand. Um, so being an affiliate gives you a lot of the things that you really want from being a partner without th- th- that that feeling like, oh, well, I, I kind of lost my autonomous nature. So yeah, back to Doctor Who. Uh, the Christmas special was awesome. We got to see the new Doctor for, like, all of, like, three minutes. Um, but her presence, you know, definitely seems very compelling um, I don't, I don't think it's just going to be a matter of, oh, it's a female doctor, so that's what we should be excited. I think she's going to bring a lot of acting chops to it. And I recognize her from Black Mirror, I believe. She was on one, one of the episodes of that. Black Mirror is basically, I guess what I would call today's version of, uh, the Twilight Zone. Um, so re- really good stuff there. Um, I'm excited for that. And God, I don't even know, I guess Doctor Who comes back in the fall. Ugh. What are we up to season 12 now? Oh, Jesus. I'm freaking... So, <laughs> that Christmas special was amazing. They they uh, brought in someone that really nailed the William Hartnell kind of vibe. <clears throat> the first Doctor from when the show was black and white. I mean, we're talking about over 50 years of Doctor Who. Um, and uh, I, I'm really shitty with remembering movies and shows after the fact. But just the the feelings that could always you know call the the feels man it's all about the feels, <clears throat> just uh the way Peter Capaldi went out was just amazing uh I think he did a really great job of selling it the the emotion of him not wanting to leave and uh you know it almost felt like Peter Capaldi as an actor was 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 talking to the fans like I don't want to go but it's my time um so you see him fighting. The regeneration, um, and it, you know, for those of you that don't follow Doctor Who, you're probably what the hell are you talking about? Said so, a long story short, Doctor Who uh, is a show that uh, had a very clever way of dealing with changing changes in actors for the lead role. They just wrote it in as as part of the universe. Oh, the doctors regenerate, and that's it. So it's explained by the story. So whereas other shows would just try to hope that you would forget the previous person. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's different. Oh, well. And eventually, you know, the fans would forget. Or would they? Um, there's been a few... There's been several shows I could think of. Not, huh. 
there's several there's been several shows that have changed the main characters. But um, thinking of them right on top of my head, it's not gonna happen. One I can think of is Lex. They changed um, the girl, the, se- the sexy girl, the ubiquitous sexy girl that was traveling with them on a spaceship. Uh, she changed. Both of the girls are very good, but I'm trying to remember which one I like better. Watch out, says Spartacus. A show I still have not gotten into. Uh, um, eventually, I will, though. It might fill the void for Game of Thrones. But speaking of which, I've been on the anime binge, and because of it, I have not caught back up with the fall TV shows that just came back. Uh, Lethal Weapon, um, Luth- Lucifer, uh, Supernatural is back. I'm not sure about Flash. Um, or the Arrow, uh, or Legends of Tomorrow. This is a lot. This is so much TV that's good, if not really good now. It's it's really hard. It's you, you, you need like you need like a, a a job just dedicate to that to that uh that TV watching. And he saw what Chad says the the main character in Spartacus changed because the original had cancer and died. That sucks. It's kind of a sucky thing to carry with you. That's the le- the legacy of your show, you know. Something happened in um. Harry Potter, didn't the original Dumbledore die of cancer as well? Um, that's another interesting thing. That's kind of, that's probably one of the reasons I like animated series because, um, you have a lot more flexibility. Um, with live action shows and, 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 um, long, long standing series, um, a movie series, um, you know, the, the actors get old, and if they're supposed to be a certain age, and you don't, you know, write your, write it, you don't explain it in the plot, and it's like, why do they look older now, but they're the same age, you know? Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. I guess with Harry Potter, the characters grew organically, for lack of a better word, so that it worked out for that. Um, but you look at Supernatural, it's kind of hard to get a good sense of the progression of time. You know, is it happening in in time in the same time that we see the show? So year by year, each season is another year in their lives. To a couple of years pass, you don't really have a sense of that. I guess they do that on purpose. You know, you know the chronological order of things, but not exactly how much time's passing between seasons. Um, like I say though, the you know on Supernatural, uh, Sam and Dean, they do not uh, age much. Um, I mean, you, you can tell they're very fresh faced. In the first uh, season or two, but after that, it's very subtle the changes, so it, it works, you know. But still, it's this is a tough thing to deal with um, as a writer. Um, people get older, as I mean, certain things they can't do anymore for doing stunts, you know. A lot of challenges with that. Um, before I jump into what the anime, I, I, I've been kind of uh, binging um, in what little free time I have. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the, the big thing that's been going on is the government shutdown, and now it's over, or is it? Um, you know, the I think a lot of people are worried about what it meant for, you know, a, a lot of key services and people getting paid that are in, in civil jobs, public uh, public servant jobs, I guess you, as you call them. Um, so basically, what they did, they, 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 the president finally just passed a bill. I think it happened a, a couple hours ago. Uh, to make it official, um, that basically uh, prevents any government shutdown until February 8th, at which point they'll review, um, they'll have a supposedly fair and balanced uh, review or hearing, a discussion, 
some sort of big powwow to discuss uh, the major thing that I think was really what all this was about, which is DACA. Um, I'm not going to pretend to know all the detail, and I'm, I'm not really much one for politics, though. Again, I have been getting more into the talk radio. I guess it's a sign I'm getting old. I care about what's going on around me, even though so was bad news. Like the cop that got stabbed in, uh, in Augusta, though uh, he survived, fortunately. Um, anywho... So the main thing with DACA, as I understand it, is it's uh, a bill they're trying to pass to deter to was delayed. What is it? Delayed action for Children Act. Um, I believe is what it stands for. Essentially, um, allowing uh, the children of illegal immigrants to um, become naturalized or at least stay in the United States and receiving full benefits and blah blah blah. Or well, that those are the details that are not completely. Settled now, uh, you know, do they get full benefits? Are they naturalized? Do they become a U.S. citizen? Blah blah blah. Um, do their 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 immediate families get to stay as well? Um, and what's there's a term I think it's called chain immigration, um, and, and it is an issue. You know, if if a person gets to immigrate um, or they illegally immigrate, and then they're allowed, they're allowed to stay, you know. Uh, is, is it is it fair? Is it right to you know by relationship to have them be able to bring other people over? You know, so it's a serious issue because then it they, they, it's like a, those other people that get to chain immigrate get to bypass a lot of the background checks and uh, processes that prevent criminals from coming over and us inheriting other people's problems. You know, you know I hate to say it, but you know getting up the trash of other countries. Um, but you know, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of Trump as a person. I find him kind of annoying, um, arrogant. You know, he has a punchable face, but you know he's president. Uh, he has a kind of a mouth on him. But you know, I, I, I respect him. He um, he sees things through. He's done more in his short time than I hate to say it than Obama did. And, uh, and you know, people don't say bad that anything bad about Obama, but Obamacare alone. Affordable Health Care Act fucked up so much shit. Right now, at my job, um, people can spend around twenty four hundred a month in health care because now companies don't have to contribute towards health care. They don't even have to offer it. It's your responsibility, you know. And really, there's only five or six major health care providers in the United States right now, and you can only shop around these plans so much. So they sell if they tell you, hey. The, the rates are going up 38% this year. You you might have to just take it unless you can find a better deal, you know. Um, so, but, you know, the, the um, Trump, had, Trump has done a lot of stuff that's made, had a big impact. Uh, I, I'm hearing more and more from people in the IT field and various facets, including uh, development, you know, programming jobs, which I consider all part of the whole IT uh, umbrella, really. it's There's so much overlap now, it's like distinguishing an engineer from a technician, from a programmer, it's a pretty futile thing because uh, everyone's kind of a generalist these days. Um, they might specialize in certain things, but they do a little bit of everything, right? Uh, I, know, I know I have to do everything. So, oh, can you do brain surgery too? Yeah, 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 sure. Why not? And I think even so much a question. It's like, oh, you're, you're doing brain surgery. It's like, uh, shouldn't we hire a professional to do this? No, we need to save cost. Okay, sure. If it if I kill somebody, don't 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 blame me. Um, but yeah, I'm hearing more from more and more people that uh, 
a lot of the, you know, the, you know, no offense to Indian folks out there, but a lot of the Indians out there that are over on uh, H-1Bs, um, you know, they, they, their, their work visas are being denied, and the, 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 they're finally being asked the right questions, you know, and it's kind of a slap in the face, you know, um, for a long time, you, you know, you, this is why I didn't follow through uh, doing programming as a full-time job, because... To me, it's not really worth it. There's a lot of work, but a lot of it underpays because they could they figure they could just hire someone on in, from India and pay him forty thousand dollars or less a year, you know, which is in a lot of states, and I would say in most states, that's not very good pay. <laughs> Certainly not for that job. And I know this, and I know there's folks out there making twenty, thirty thousand, but I also I'm also sure that the you know they that got other people earning income in their homes to make that meet work. Uh, certainly, that's not gonna go very far in like New York City. <laughs> that's like getting spit in the face at that at that rate. But um, but yeah, you know, the, uh, a job that would pay eighty, ninety, maybe more pays you know thirty, forty thousand. But they get as high as someone from India. Um, but I finally cutting back on that. I think that's a good direction to go in. Um, you know, and, and I feel bad for anyone that's really just trying to you know, make some good money, go back to their country and help their families out. But we got to take care of our own, you know. And that's really what this whole government shutdown makes you think about is, you know, the fact that the military is the first place where they start cutting, you know, um, shutting down VAs, um, you know, uh, not even paying the military, but they still have to work. You know, that's pretty scary. You know, because the whole thing with government shutdown is that people don't understand it. They shut down non-essential services, but non-essential services, you know, that's a very subjective thing. Because for someone who relies on the welfare check and actually really needs that help, you know, is that essential or not? So they still put, you know, money still goes out, people people still get paid, but like a lot of the 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 folks that work in those different agencies um, have to take forced holidays or they have to work uh, their furlough days, which is you know working without pay, um, stuff like that. That's basically what happens. Um, it's pretty scary stuff, and you know, there's also reserves they could jump, they could tap into to cover uh, some of our loss. But you know, we had a three-day shutdown, right? That's the thing what it effectively ended up being, and it wasn't even really three full days. And the weekend, I guess you can't, you, know, you can't really count it because you know, Saturday and Sunday, most uh, government you know agencies are not operating anyway, you know. And I got to go to DFAX or Social Security or the IRS on the weekend, uh, in most places at least. Uh, I don't know how much to change the state by state, but I know there's a little bit of va- uh, variance on that. So, um, and they got, they got call centers too. There's so so many jobs out there that you think about it when it when it's when it, things stop working, then it really hits you like, damn! It takes a lot of folks to keep things running. Um, but the one, the one thing that you know, and the government shutdown didn't have any impact on the market. The market's been doing great. Uh, Dow Jones closed twenty six thousand, went up one hundred and forty points, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, a lot of optimism on the stock market. Um, you know, unemployment is still at a low. Uh, more jobs are being created. Uh, Amazon's shopping around its second. It wants to look look for its second city to set up a headquarters. They went down from 200 and change, you know, all these different, um, you know, cities uh, pitching why they should go there. And um, now, uh, what you call it, um, it's down to 20. And Atlanta's one of them, so that's pretty cool. Um, then there's, like, three cities that are, like, 
close vicinity, D.C., um, some some city in uh, Virginia, and I think another city in Maryland. I uh, can't think of the names, but, you know, use your imagination. What's close to D.C.? Um, <laughs> yeah, Section 8 is still fine. Yeah, the, um, and they were saying that, you know, post office is still going to run. People are still going to get their, you know... Social Security checks and welfare checks, you know, public assistance. Say public assistance. There's a lot of things in the umbrella. Um, so, you know, really, it's just it's, all the shutdown is, is is a fear tactic. It's a way to bring down heat. And, you know, historically, um, and, I, and I'm just gonna say I don't, I don't really identify a Democrat or a Republican. I think the two party system is full of shit. I think both sides are have assholes. Um, I don't think. It's really clear, you know, to to have this notion that these parties are unified by um, core values. You know, on paper it works, but at the end of the day, everybody has their own agenda, and you have to you have to evaluate candidates. You have to evaluate the politicians on on their own merits, not what party they're with. Um, though, if I had to lean one way, I think uh, Republicans are making more sense these days than uh, Democrats. You know, um, which you know. I used to be more of a, at least identify more Democrat or liberal, um, you know, it, but it, a lot of the Democrats sadly are crybabies and they're just about, um, making us think about stuff, uh, instead of, you know, doing the right thing and, and actually getting things done, right? Um, and, and, and the Republicans are getting it done. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And the, the Democrats now cannot blame this shutdown on the Republicans. Republicans tried to give Democrats what they wanted. They pet, they, you know, the, the, a, a bill was offered. You know, the president said, you know, Trump said, hey, you know, I, I'm willing to sign whatever. Let's just get this done. The only thing he wanted, I think, really was to get his wall built, which, you know, I, I don't know how effective the wall is going to be, you know, but whatever. So it's kind of funny, like, on one side we're talking about DACA, and on the other side we're building a wall. So we still have an issue with immigration, right? Um, but, you know, by talking about DACA and the Dreamers uh, and talking about CHIP, you know, it's like, oh, it's about the children. Think about the children. And, you know, it, 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 it's great to help your neighbor out, but if we're not taking care of our own, when we have, you know, veterans that are they're not getting benefits, you know, not getting proper attention, I think I read a stat somewhere that said, and I might be exaggerating, but I could have sworn it said something about 21 veterans commit suicide a day, something like that. That's crazy. We have a real problem there. You know, we're not giving them the support system they need. And it has to be financial. I mean, I guess everything, you know, ultimately is driven by money, right? But it doesn't necessarily be just be giving them money, but help uh, create the opportunities for them to acclimate themselves to civilian life, you know? Um, kind of like how a good university does where they, you know, they network for you and help open up, uh, job opportunities, right? So it's an easy transition and have counseling services and, you know, support lines, 24 seven support lines, stuff like that, that, you know, all, all people really need is just someone to talk to, um, to get to that point where you just say, I, I, I give up, I'm done. Um, yeah, the VA is a joke. Um, that's just a big reason I didn't become, uh, you know, a mil- uh, career military guy. Uh, I, o- I I always had that kind of sense. I really want to give back to the community and that patriotic duty. And and I knew, I knew it was going to be tough, but and, and I could, honestly couldn't. I couldn't do it. I didn't have the courage to go through that mess. You know, 
Because civilian life is hard enough. <laughs> but being in the military a long time, you know, you put in a eight-year bid or more, and then you come back to the civilian world, it's a hard thing to change from, you know? Um, <laughs> what War Child's uh, talking about, um, he's following my vibe. He says that he's told E1 qualifies for welfare. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that uh, military check doesn't go very far. Um you know, really what helps out is they give you those bonuses. And if you're smart, you'll invest it, you know, in the right things. So that money will keep paying back dividends. And, of course, the GI Bill is still great. But, you know, a lot of times with uh, if you take advantage of those benefits, that you, you have, uh, forgetting my military to speak here, uh, ADOTs, you know, additional deployment orders, uh, um, order terms. So basically, you know, and you know, you take advantage of something that you extend your your contract, the government owns you longer. Um, yeah, the GI Bill, you gotta pay it back. But, you know, some of it is subsidized. You know, there's grants and stuff. Um, it's, 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 it's a nice way to get additional training, right? And the, the military does, does still have good training. So if you take advantage of that, you'll be highly marketable and come back to the civilian market. It's just, you know, it's, there's still a lot of room for improvement, right? So it's not, all is cracked up to be. Of course, you know, recruiters dress it up. You know, I tell you about, oh, you'll be swimming in pussy. And, you know, you got all these different bonuses. And, you know, you can go to school and we'll pay for it and this and that. You know, you get to travel a lot. Which, you know, that part didn't appeal to me. Uh, you know, and most most places you go, they look at Americans. They're like, ah, fucking pieces of shit. you so full of yourself. You think you own the world. And it's like, well, don't get mad at me. That's stuff my government did. <laughs> You know, and you know, you go outside, you go off post, and it's the Wild West, you know. Oh, you're American. They smell it on you. Get robbed and bamboozled, and yeah. You know, teach thrown. I'm sure a lot of people like that part. Uh, it's a hard life. You know, if you got, if you have not, if you're not leaving anything behind, then it's, it's great, right? But if you're leaving family behind, responsibilities, it's tough, you know. Um, especially like, you know, when you have longer deployments like the Navy would have, you know, far, far away from dry land and all this familiar. And uh, it's rough. It's rough. And, of course, you know, the military, whatever branch you're in, they kind of become an extended family, right? Again, developing a support system is, is key, but it's not an easy thing. And I recognize that. Uh, so, you know, I give props to people that, that, that are doing it or have done it for, for a long time. Not just, a, hey, I'm going to do reserves, get a little extra money and then be done with it. You know, or just doing like a, a short bid, you know, playing it safe. I'm going to do this until I figure out what I'm doing, which is a lot of people doing in the military. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, I imagine probably at least half of the military are folks that are just trying to find their way. Um, anywho, I'm rambling on. Um, so, yeah, government shutdown. Over in the blink of an eye. We'll see what happens in February. Um, this DACA thing, though, it's, it's crazy because, you know, yeah, if I think we're talking about it, there's 8 million people that would be impacted by DACA, and that might be a low number. So think about that. The, what would it cost to, to, what's a livable income? You know, talk about 30, 40, 50 thousand dollars worth in, in, uh, benefits, possibly. Plus administrative overhead, people that have to facilitate these things, manage this stuff, handle cases, talk to, to the folks. You know, so two or three times that, times that by eight million. Jesus, the number's staggering. 
that's taxpayer dollars. So, I mean, if we finally just said, hey, you know, I honestly think the solution would be, hey, uh, we're going to set up a relocation program for these folks so we don't completely abandon them, but uh, you're not staying here. <laughs> Even do it for half of them. Do a lottery, I don't know. So it's random, no one feels like they're, no one gets butthurt, like, oh, you're picking on me because I'm funny looking. No, no, no. It's a lottery, it's completely random. And then uh, help the other folks get set up somewhere else, you know. We got relationships with other countries and say, hey, you know, we got this many people. Uh, do you have a uh, shitty place you can stick them in that's a little better than where they come f- came from? <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly serious, though. I think, and I'm not going to say it's not our problem. That's not a good attitude to have about anything. But I think that if we try to be big brother to the world, and I guess it comes with being a, a superpower, right? Um, you know, being a world power, um, eventually you spread your resources thin and you have nothing to give. So, and you know, it's interesting. I, there's, there's, there's been several folks that have stepped up, people, immigrants that went through the proper channel, and, and they and they themselves come forth and said, yeah, this illegal immigration shit is bullshit. You know, war refugees, whatever the situation is, here's here's the deal. Um, you know, if they if they if we accept open our doors to everyone that comes here, we're gonna fuck up this country and 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 make it as shitty as the country they came from. So everybody loses, and it's true. There's finite resources. What are you gonna do? Keep raising taxes? You know, how are you gonna how are you gonna raise the money to support those extra mouths? You know, so. And, you know, you think about another thing, you know, if you look at some of the benchmarks that are used to establish, uh, I guess you could call it sustainability, with the average U.S. household is supposed to be 2.2 people, which I call bullshit on that, but that's what the census says. A lot of that, actually, that's that's probably lower now, it's probably 1.8 people, because a lot of folks now don't want to have kids, or they live the single life, you know, that's that's what they want to do, that's kind of the end thing now. And, um, old, the old values, you know, that we kind of grew up on, you know, that the the nation was founded on are are going out the window. You know, people are just so, so, uh, cynical. It's like, ah, marriage just ends in divorce. Or, oh, I don't need a piece of paper to tell me my relationship is good. You know, shit like that that we tell ourselves just to justify, uh, selfish behavior. Sad, lonely, pitiful kind of thoughts. Um, I'm sure there's some people that believe that and it's truly something they believe in. And, you know, that's the way you want to live. That's your prerogative. I'm not going to judge you. I think it's sad, but, you know, hey. Because, you know, no man is island. We, we, we make it to, we make it through things because we have folks there for us that have our backs one way or another. No one truly makes it on their own. And if they think they're so, anyone who says they're so completely self-made and self-sufficient, full of shit. Full of shit. Um... I know there was a point I was getting at besides beside this. Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. So another thing you look at it, earned income credit. You can only claim that on two children. After that, you get like forty bucks per child. It's uh, that that's interesting. That is interesting. You know, it's very telling. So you know, if Lupe from Mexico decides, you know, she can no longer live in Mexico, and in no other place in Mexico she could probably possibly move to, that she ha- it has to be the United States, and she's got. Ten children. Why does that have to be our burden? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, yeah. Look, if and I hate to say it, but children are great. But if you can't afford them, it shouldn't be the villages. Uh, you know, there's that old saying: "What is it? It takes a uh, a village to raise a child." 
That's true. But it doesn't mean, like, people should just li- do whatever they want and then, you know, be YOLO. Oh, YOLO. And then let someone else deal with the headache. You know? It's, it's, just, it's just common uh, sense kind of stuff, you know, that, that should dictate how you behave as a human being. You know? You don't walk around your house taking a shit wherever you feel like it, right? Why is that? Because it's indecent? That's part of it. But, because in the long term, it creates problems. <laughs> for, not just for you, but for other people. You know, every action just has a, a ripple effect, and people really don't think that far ahead. Um, I mean, there are people in our country, and I've met some of them, that their, their whole existence in life is to push out children for tax exemptions. And they and they uh, whore out their children for t- tax exemption. Not literally, but they go. You know, they go to their friends. All right, you want to claim my child here? This is how much has to give me in cash. <laughs> it's like what? That shit goes on a lot more often than you think, especially if you're in the hood. Go in the ghetto. Oh boy, I didn't this one girl. Her children were sweet, but man, it, it, the, the, I felt so bad for them. The stuff they were so well behaved, all things considered, but the, the things they had to see. And maybe they didn't, not, didn't see it completely, but you just get a sense of things. When your mother constantly has different men coming in and out of her bedroom, she stays in her bedroom the whole day, and then, you know, door closes, like, hmm, there's funny sounds coming from the room. This is, wow. Okay, children, just entertain yourselves. No, no adult supervision. So then, it, you know, the older children have to grow up and take on that role, because mommy's too busy get, spreading her legs and making more babies and getting paid for favors. Oof. Sad, sad stuff. Sad, sad stuff. Watch out, says Section 8 ain't meant for li- for living. You know, the public assistance is, uh, you know, uh, I think it's important stuff. It, I def- definitely think it's essential. We can't stop that kind of stuff. But what needs to happen is, you know, what a lot of times happens with those kind of benefits, you know, pu- any kind of public assistance from government, is... The folks that really need it get denied, or they get a, they have a hard time maintaining it until they get back up on their feet, and then and they don't want to stay there. They just need a little shot in the arm, and then there's folks who just know how to game a system and they keep it indefinitely and have no intention of of getting out of their funk, you know. So, it, you know, it, it's it's crazy. What needs to happen? There needs to be some kind of like I would say treated like unemployment, but unemployment's broken too because you know. All they do is just watch, watch the show that you're looking for work. You know, just just putting out apps, kind of a bullshit thing. I think it's important for us to say, hey, what 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 efforts are you doing to change your life? What books have you read? You know, shit, submit a book report. Tell me about a recent book you read that gave you a life skill or a trade skill. You know, did you take did you did you learn something new? You know, just to have a sense that the person is actually enriching themselves and not just saying, well, shit sucks. I don't have this degree. I never graduated from college, from high school. I, I'll just uh, find a way to game the system like my other friends do. It's like it's get high and drink all day on the taxpayer dollars. <laughs> Ugh. I said that we were going to move on from the political stuff and we kind of lingered on it. So anyway, I do need to wrap up and then we're, we're getting close to the hour mark. I want to talk about Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball series. And that's a hard thing to say because, you know... For most fans, there's Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, slash Super. There's like the two eras of of the Dragon Ball series. Cause Dragon Ball is very has a very distinct kind of vibe to it. Um, 
and then Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super very clearly have a continuity and, and a similar vibe. Um, Dragon Ball Super has definitely been a return to form. By the way, <coughs> what is episode? I put episode two twenty four, episode one twenty four. <coughs> finally got out. <coughs> Excuse me. That's finally out, and I can't wait because that's a continuation of the the battle for the universes. You know, the the ultimate tournament. Um, it's gonna determine which universe gets to survive. And I already have a feeling. I know how they're gonna work around this, but I just want to see how they're going to take down um, Jiren. Let me get a cough drop here. Because Jiren is freaking unstoppable. They took out, you know, spoilers, they took out Hit. Hit was a beast. Smart fighter, natural talent. Give you a look at Goku. He's clearly been the centerpiece of this, you know, and Vegeta has had his moments to shine, but it's really always been about, you know, Goku, and at times you started to feel like, oh, Gohan's going to be the next, the next, you know, prodigy, you know, the the next centerpiece, and then you you go, oh, maybe it's going to be Goten, and no, it's going to be Trunks, right? But they still fall; they're kind of a backdrop, and then you know you have you have, you have this rivalry be- between Vegeta and Goku that kind of fuels them both, you know, and then and you see the the relationship develop. Um, you know, Vegeta's really terrible at showing his feelings, but you start to see a softer side of him. And he's actually more, ends up being more emotionally mature than Goku. Because Goku's goofy, you know, they, 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 they make it seem like he's, he's definitely childlike. They make it, se- they, they lead you out to believe that even though he has kids, he's never kissed his wife. There's a line there where they say that, and I'm like, huh? And Vegeta's like, what? Vegeta's been there more for his family than Goku has. Like, Goku's just straight obsessed with fighting and training and being stronger and stronger. You know, and I think about that. Like, I love the Dragon Ball series. But as a whole, you look at it, you know, Goku's lovable. But they don't do a good job of, of explaining why he wants to get stronger. He's even asked, why do you want to be stronger? Jiren asked him that, and he's like, because I want to be stronger. That's not a very good answer, you know? It's not. So I look at GT, and after revisiting it, you know, it's only 64 episodes, easy to binge. Um, Goku be summoning, summoning uh, Shenlong and not kissing Chi-Chi. <laughs> oh, and let me tell you, Bomo has aged way better than Chi-Chi has. But they made Bomo look kind of busted in, uh, in GT. There's a... The way people age, like why is why does Krillin look so much older than everyone else? It's like, huh? I guess I guess because the Saiyans don't age much. But freaking old, old Turtle Sama, freaking what's the name? Master Roshi, he looks the same throughout the whole series. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Dragon Ball. I'm gonna say I'm gonna come out and say it. Dragon Ball G- GT not as bad as I remember it being. And I think <laughs> the Namik Namiko. Oh God, that was. I feel so bad for Piccolo sometimes. What a rough... He's had a rough story. Um, anywho. I think that, you know, I, I try to think, like, you know, and I'd like to hear everybody's thoughts on this. So, uh, you email mail at geekyanswers.net or leave us voicemail or text 646-801-2149. Again, 646-801-2149. Or hit us up on uh, Twitter uh, at Geeky Antics and me personally, at YogiZilla. You'll, you'll find the rest of us in there, too. Anyway. So, you know... I, I, I just got really thinking about everything, and I, 
And it, we, there's a lot of disdain towards GT. It's considered trash. And, I, you know, when Super came out after Kai, because Kai came out to basically address one of the biggest problems with Dragon Ball Z is that it drags on. It's, they drag on the fights. There's so much filler. And they just condense it. And I, I haven't watched Kai, all, all of Kai. Um, I'm debating if my next binge is going to be watching Dragon Ball uh, Kai, Dragon Ball Z Kai, whatever they call it, or going to the beginning Dragon Ball. And Dragon Ball is really hard to go back to because like it's a whole different kind of pace. So I don't know. I might just do Kai. And then when I really have nothing else left, I'll go back to Dragon Ball. That's like it's like two over 200 episodes I think on that. Uh, Dragon Ball Kai is much shorter because again, instead of having 10 episodes for one fight. Some 20 episodes from one Friday condense it a lot more. And then in between, you know, you don't have a lot of little silly things like people drinking tea or someone jerking off in a bed of flowers. I don't know. Silly stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it would feel like, like at times Dragon Ball Z is just be like episodes back to back to back where they're just powering up. And that's what, that's one part where it does get a little silly because it's like instead of getting more skillful at fighting, it's just like, can I attain more power? Give me your key. Oh, I'm level three now. I'm level four. I leveled up again. And, you know, and then you got a craziness with uh, God Mode and God Mode Blue and Ultra Instinct. Yeah, it's pretty silly, but you enjoy it. Um, but you know, it's, it, when you look at the fights, and, and this is why I love Naruto. And Naruto, the fights like it's not just charisma and 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 strength that pushes people through a fight. They develop skills and, you know, talents, and they learn strategies, you know. And this teamwork, you know, you, you know, and, and this all of this holds true th- throughout all of Dragon Ball, including GT. It's like, unlock the latest power level. Oh, that's not enough. Well, now I need to borrow your power. And then it comes down to, like, you know, uh, a times 10 attack or um, what's the other thing? The Kai King... KO King mo- mode. I guess the same thing as times ten, where you push your body beyond its limits, but it could damage you if you if you go too far. And then, or you know, spirit bomb, or you know, command command here times times ten. You know, you can pretty much call what's gonna happen. A lot of times, it feels like it's the spirit bomb that wins. The spirit bomb is pretty silly too, because it's just slow attack. You could probably outrun it, no matter how big it is, or use instant movement to j- dodge it. But you know, it, it, you just you know you suspend your disbelief and just go with it, right? There's a lot of things that happen. It's just it's like silly. So you know, anyway, go back to the GT because I can talk about. We'll, we'll probably talk about this more when we get the game together. Hopefully, this Thursday. Oh, <laughs> Super Saiyan uh, Blue times twenty. Junior slapped it away. Yeah. That's got to be demoralizing. But, alright, so, GT. It's very obvious to me what's wrong with it. Well, I, for, alright, let me let me backtrack. What I see wrong with it are a, a few things. And I'm thinking this is what, what the fans don't like. Um, GT, well, one, it ends the series, right? So that, that, and it's a very melancholy note. Um... You know, they they basically say hint at Goku being dead, but without straight up saying it. And none of the characters are find like really say it. they never really admit it. But you know that's what's happened. The Dragon Balls are gone. I'm sorry, spoiler territory. Uh, if you haven't never got to watch DT, but you know it's not canon anymore, so it doesn't matter. Um, 
So you get a very, very kind of somber note. But then they show like the three generations down from uh, from uh, Goku, his great, great, great grandson, I guess. Yeah, that that holds. I think that's right. And and Pan Pan Chan would be the great grandmother of Goku, looks just like him. They basically give you a hint. Oh, it's history repeats itself. And now. Uh, Dra- you know, Goku absorbs the Dragon Balls. You know, like, what's going on here? Why is he writing on Shenlong? Now, has he become a god? Well, you know, you don't get any answers. It's, it's just a final farewell, right? Just kind of leave it up to interpretation. There's a whole montage at the end of all, a lot of the big moments throughout the Dragon Ball series. And then, like, the end. So, that's the, that's the number one thing that pissed off fans. Like, really? That's all you give us? 64 episodes to send us away? And it wasn't really an epic battle to the very end. It is very formulaic because ultimately the way for almost all of the battles, well, not all of them, but like the ones at the end, except for one, the very last one, the way Goku wins is, the way they win is just by Goku becoming Super Saiyan 4 and monkey mode. Which is bad, to me, to me is pretty badass. I, I, I like the little hotel looking furry chest, pretty cool. That sounds kind of gay, but anyway. Um... <laughs> so so that's one thing you know and we don't like to say goodbye to things especially when it feels abrupt so you know this go then you you, t- you backpedal from that and when you it's it's even more annoying when a series if the series had ended there because you know man so many things now that i think about it the pacing at first is very it's, it feels a lot like dragon ball Right, it's such a very light-hearted, fun little adventures. You know, Goku's turned to a kid; he doesn't have his full power, so they fight nat- naturally. They have to fight weak enemies, and it's just fun, right? You got the grill, the 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 robot always goes beedu beedu or whatever he says, um, gidu gidu, and you know that's cool, uh, kind of comic relief. Um, Trunks gets a little spotlight for once um and it was i remember back in the days when you know when you saw future trunks go back into dragon ball z you're like man trunks is probably going to become really powerful this is look how you know how good he is with the sword and so he probably develops new technique because he uses uses a weapon you know he develops his own style so you don't see that happen because this this future gt is very different than what we've seen in super and you know kind of the little glimpses you had in Dragon Ball Z into the future. So, you know, there's, just, there's so many different timelines. So, I, th- I guess one way you could... I think one way to go into GT is to see see it as an alternate timeline, uh, like a kind of what-if universe type of thing of how things happen in one, you know, time time uh, line, one one um, string of events. Um, I think when you treat it that way, it's it's less grating, right? You know, the, the, so, it starts off very Dragon Ball, very lighthearted, then it gets really heavy, as people die and everything gets destroyed, and then it's like, wow, this is all very final. And at the very end, it's like, oh, you can't, there's no more reset button, we're taking the Dragon Balls away. Oh, there's a slight reset. Um, so, 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 so that's, 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 that's some of the stuff I noticed. There's another thing that, that, that stood out for me, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, it's good. That, you know, you have to hand it to them because GT addressed a, an issue inherent with the so- show because it, the show's called Dragon Ball, not The Adventures of Goku. 
though that's what it really is, right? And, but the you know even uh, even on Super it's still an issue. I think it's Super. Well, now nah, Super they kind of now like okay, then they, they rely on it less, but now they have the Super Dragon Balls, you know. Um, so on, on on Dragon Ball GT they had the Black Star Dragon Balls, which are the ones that if you use them, they're more powerful than the Earth's Dragon Balls. But if you use them, you have to re re. Rec- um, recover them again and put them back together or else the planet where you made your wish will get destroyed within a year. You have to do it within a year or, it gets, or else your planet the planet you did the wish on gets destroyed. Um, and and King Pilaf, uh, who looks really rough, turned Goku into a kid because that's what he was kind of wishing even though he didn't really wish that. Um, that's how this all, all the shenanigans start. Um, so you know, the, the, with with the with the Dragon Ball, it's kind of like time travel. When I introduce that that kind of narrative device, you can pigeonhole yourself because it's like then there's no there's no gravitas, there's no there's no weight, no real consequence to actions. You know, if something goes wrong, you might feel a little flustered at the in the heat of the moment, but ultimately you're like, oh, they, they could just you know wish to go away, and then I'll be all right. So then nothing, nothing really has any meaning. So that's that's really something I think GT did a good job of nipping in the bud. But I guess in doing that, by making the Dragon Balls irrelevant, they also said, well, the series can continue because it's, it's, dra- it's Dragon Ball. So the Dragon Balls are at the center of this story. So I wonder with Super, now that they have the Super Dragon Balls, and we've established God mode, you know, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue. Does that mean is Super Saiyan God mode and Super Saiyan uh, Ultra Instinct, all this stuff? That eventually, there's going to be an ultimate level where they can't back down from it, and it's like, all right, this is where we have to stop things, right? And it's really hard to imagine an enemy tougher than Jiren who has power comparable to a god. Like, right now, Beerus, who I think is a really cool dude, I love his character, I'm like, damn, I'm less intimidated by Beerus now, and he's become kind of soft, he's really gotten, he's gotten to, he, 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 he digs these Earth folks, he's like, oh, you know, these are cool people. Ultra Instinct is separate from Super Saiyan, oh yeah, sorry, it is, it is a separate thing, it's a, it's a technique, it's like a technique, uh, that, that even gods have trouble, um, mastering. So it's not a Saiyan, okay, it's not a Saiyan bloodline technique. Um, people say Jiren has Ultra Instinct. Yeah. You know, I, I just think he has such overwhelming power. I think Jiren's secret is simply that he, he, no one, like, he, he, he had natural strength, no one strong enough to, to, to intimidate him. So, like, he just chills and meditates and collects. His his chi, his key, whatever you want to call it, and that's all he does, and he just stores it up. So he's just super powerful, you know. Because they kind of let lead on to that. It's like, all right, uh, peace trooper peoples or whatever, uh, you handle this. Uh, you, you know, these guys are below me. <laughs> there might be an attack and defense mode. Yeah, and that's another thing too. And Naruto did a great job of doing this. If you have the ultimate defense, you can't have the ultimate offense. If your if your offense is unstoppable, then that theoretically means that if someone was able to redirect your attacks at you, that you would get hurt. It has to be one or the other. Impenetrable defense 
or the unstoppable offense. You know what I mean? There's always one that's going to be stronger than the other. That's just logically how it works out. So if you have an attack that nothing can stop, then it should hurt you too if someone like redirected it at you, right? So, you know, that stuff like that is like I look at it, I'm like, hmm. Someone's got to develop a technique where they could just like turn an attack back on someone. They'd be, they'd be like OP. And it's been done before here and there, but you would, see, you would think you would see it more often than you do see it in the Dragon Ball universe. So I'm excited to see what happens with Jiren. Um, I'm going to watch it right after this show, and then I'm going to hit the, hey, I'm beat. Um, but, you know, one episode, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to get pumped off of this one episode. It's going to make me want more. I'm going to be like, fuck, there's no more. Got to wait like another, what is it, they come out weekly now? Is it like every two weeks? Who knows? I hope I hope they have a longer run though. I hope I hope this ends up being, you know, two hundred, three hundred plus episodes of quality. Like if they keep the pace they have now, it's perfect. They worked out a lot of the problems from past runs. You know, it, it, it's great pacing. Every episode is satisfied. You know, you don't you never feel like there's filler where they're just dragging it out. But man, I mean, how how can you top what they're doing now? And I think that's really one of the things. Is it, you know, Goku's kind of had this whole thing where he just wants to get stronger. And if it's not for defending the Earth, it's to compete in the tournament. It's a pattern, right? There's got to be something else. Maybe they explore the universe. Maybe he seeks out people in other universes or further away in his universe. I don't know. They kind of, they've kind of opened a door for that, right? They've made the world of Dragon Ball bigger. Maybe that maybe this is the start of fresh new things, right? So I hope that's what it is, not the, and not the beginning of the end. You look at Jiren, and it's like man, it's hard to imagine someone that's even stronger than him. When they already established the system of gods, you got the gods of creation and the gods of destruction, which still doesn't even make completely complete sense. And you know, the gods of creation and the gods of destruction are tied together. So if one gets killed, the other gets killed. That's a fatal flaw for the gods of destruction. Uh, and then you got the god of every, the, of all that uh, sits in the middle of all the universes, and he's even more childlike than Goku, and and uses the planets and the universes as marbles and accidentally breaks destroys them. Um, I wonder, are the dra- Super Dragon Balls so powerful that they can bring back? Destroy universes. Because that's the plan they have. Right? But again, if it's that simple to just hit the reset button. Yeah, Jeno. That's his name. Uh, the, the god of all. Jeno-sama. Um, if it's that simple to just hit the reset button. Then, like, uh, again, you get to that place where it's like. Well, no matter what happens, they can bounce back from it. Because we've seen it. We've seen it all. Earth has been destroyed. How many times? I, I lost track. And Dragon Balls were corrupted in GT. They found a way to, you know, cleanse them. Um, it's funny, because they made a joke about it. It's like, Goku can't just use your fist to beat yourself out of any situation. And that's exactly what it does to fix the Dragon Balls. Once they become corrupted with the minus energy. Um, but long story short, I really enjoyed GT. There's really just a few flaws that, that, I, that I noticed, you know. But it, 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 it tries to bring everything around full circle, right? It brings the, vi- the the vibe of Dragon Ball and the Dragon Ball Z stuff at the end. It's very at the end of that series is very Dragon Ball Z with the way the fights go on and everything kind of escalates and then you know everybody kind of pitching in, but ultimately it's Goku, right? 
Um, Vegeta's always playing from behind. But you see some relationships develop, you know, with some satisfying, you know, character developments there. And then to, like, just say, this is the end. That, that I see why that, that part's frustrating. And, you know, for the longest, I just thought, you know, I hear from so many fans that, you know, GT was hot, hot trash. But, you know, I enjoyed it, you know. It was a good way to time me over until the latest episode of Super came out. <laughs> I, you know, that's the thing with when you, when you get into, you know, anime, especially I find with Dragon Ball is, you know, I've, it's always like you got to eat the whole plate. You got to eat the whole course, you know, not just, just the one dish, you know. It's a whole package, a whole buffet. There you go. You can't you can't just have one plate. You got to keep going. You just want more and more, right? It's kind of like that by design. Um, so that's that's probably gonna be my ongoing thing. I'm gonna be consuming all Dragon Ball that I can, and I'm probably go back to the beginning. Um, but I think Kai will be next. I want to re-experience the story with the new format. Um, and I don't. The one thing I remember the Cell story very well because I watched that so many times, and it's still like uh, it still makes my blood boil when he starts eating everybody. Like, no, you're making him stronger. Just throw the strongest person at him instead of throwing the weaklings at him and making him stronger. And they, they've they've had a few enemies like that throughout all the Dragon Ball runs. I know this. There's always some enemy that like uses other people's powers. Um, what was that one? The last one I saw that got stronger the more you fought him. Ah, that'll come to me later. Um, there's been a there's been a few of them. Um, Vegeta fed him to androids. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, poor androids. Um, who made the androids again? I forgot. Was it the same guy that they had in in GT Masu? Remember. But yeah, the, the the whole Boo saga, Majin, the Majin Boo saga, I want to watch that again. Because there's a whole thing there with, uh, what's his name, Bobito and all those folks. That's a very hazy, in my, very fuzzy in my head. Doc Garo. Okay, it's a different doctor. Um, the Red Ribbon Army, that's right. But the Red Ribbon Army also dates back to um, OG Dragon Ball 2, right? See, this is why I got to watch it all again, because... Now it's like all out of whack in my head. Um, by the way, I, I like the way my future my looks. She's pretty cute in the future. So I throw that out there. Anyway, I'm gonna wrap it up there. I think it's a good stopping point. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I think it's episode 124. Super. Oh, they're not gonna end this thing with Jiren in this one episode. Cause they just started facing off with him again. This is going to go on for like four or five episodes. But I want to see what else is going to happen. Like how this is going to escalate. Like is is Goku going to finally master Ultra Instinct and be able to call on it when he needs it? Like what's going to happen? Yeah, Trunks and my word. Anywho, thanks for joining us. This is actually longer than I expected it to be. Um, got, got pumped up there talking about all this stuff. But uh, hopefully we'll be back this Thursday. Just uh. Now, just a couple of days from now, two or three days from now, depending on how you look at it. Um, and we should be doing it around 10 p.m. I'm going to shoot for uh, if all goes well. Anywho, I'm Yogizilla. I'm Yogizilla pretty much everywhere. Xbox Live, Twitter. We try to be on those things more, more often, be more engaging again. Uh, just trying try to get into that, that rhythm, you know, get a, a good balance going. So I'm going to make more of a concerted effort with that uh, this year. It's tough. The, they have a very demanding job. It's uh, hard to make room for anything else, but we'll get there. 
Um, but yeah, see you next week. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.